Relax. You're quite safe here. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Strikes. Welcome to Rock Strikes Ten, the show guaranteed to always give you ten songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com, the brand new cnjradio.com, by the way. Great new look. Thanks again, Chris. Uh, and also, if you're subscribed, leaving a comment and a star rating on iTunes, never missing one single episode, getting that entire archive of now 146 episodes. Thank you, especially everybody that does that. All right. Hey. Uh, I was struggling to figure out what kind of show to do, uh, and this one just kind of fell into my lap. I was actually having a conversation with Chris about this the other day, and uh, so I thank him for getting the ball rolling on this one. Uh, I would have liked to have had him on this episode, but uh, I didn't get the schedule synced up properly, so my fault. Uh, but we were talking about you know the thing that Gene Simmons said the other week in an interview that was conducted by his son Nick, who... Uh, as, as you will see, ironically, has now started his own rock band. Uh, but basically, you know, it blew up the internet. And, and Gene's been saying this kind of stuff for a few years. But uh, because here, here's the thing about Gene. I'm a lifelong Kiss fan. And, you know, I like Gene, but he can be very polarizing as a figure. Uh, don't believe me? Go read Paul Stanley's book. <laughs> He's got a lot of criticisms about Gene as well. So even his own band members... I uh, kind of have to put up with him in a way, like, oh, that's just Gene, that's what he does. Uh, but, you know, going out there and whether or not the quote was taken out of context or not, it's definitely worthy of a debate. Is rock dead? Now, obviously, there's new rock bands every day out there trying to make it. Uh, and, you know, as the fates will determine whether or not they make it huge or they just do okay, or they starve to death and break up due to bitterness. I mean, everybody has their own journey. But I think the question that's being raised, if anything good is going to come out of this, uh, we as uh, you know, a culture and the music industry itself, if there is one left, uh, need to take a long, hard look in the mirror. And I was basically saying, hey, look, I really don't hate anything out there that's happening. You know, even if it's not rock, I'm really trying to get past the point where I'm just like, oh, it's terrible and it sucks, you know. I mean, that's just, that's junior high shit. It's, but my problem with it is, uh, I remember something that my uh, drum instructor said uh, when I was in high school years ago. And it still rings in my head because, uh, you know, I'm kind of jealous of people that came up like in the 70s and stuff like that. You know, he was like, I remember when I was in school and you could put on a, you know, a Journey song or, you know, just fill in the blank band name or singer and everybody would be happy. Everybody would be totally cool, you know, and it's, it's not like that anymore, you know, so, but my problem really is, is that uh, the industry itself, whether it's due to, uh, they want to, you know, just hoard as much money away as possible before the industry just finally dies or what, but uh, the, the music industry has failed to basically, for lack of a better term, create any new rock heroes. 
uh, in a very, very long time. You know, you really try to think about anybody of the modern era, and I'll say modern era will is anything from the last 20, 25 years. Is there any band right now that is, you know, the cliche? Are they playing arenas? Are they selling records on a consistent basis? Who are they? Uh, there's not very many of them. The first thing I thought was Foo Fighters. Like, right away, I'm like, well, they've been around for about 20 years. Every time they put a record out, it charts. They go on tour. People pay to see them. You know, that's my criteria. I'm not saying you have to be like a Rolling Stones where you play stadiums, but is there any arena rock bands out there? And there's been a few new bands in the last few years that are actually playing arenas now that you wouldn't think, and their albums sell pretty well when they come out. You know, some of the kind of uh, basic revivalists like Kings of Leon and Black Keys, those bands play arenas and sheds now. But can you name any more? You know, that that's really the, the question I think that needs to be asked. Okay, there's my little soapbox rant intro thing for the week. Let's get to some music, shall we? Because I'm, I'm sick of hearing my voice, so I can imagine how you guys feel. This show is going to be basically 10 songs that deal with the topic of the relevance of rock and roll. Is it dead? Is it very much alive? Well, these songs are going to span the gamut of that opinion. We'll start off with one that I, you know, I really like. I just wanted you to hear it. Uh, sadly, uh, from a band that really could have been a big deal, I think, if, if the stars had lined up properly. But sadly, it appears they're a one and done as far as album releases go. They've already broken up. But uh, a great band that should have been leading the pack of uh, rock and roll for the teens. And that's Bad City from Chicago. Great band, Bad City. If you want to hear a great rock and roll album, get their album, Welcome to the Wasteland. You know, maybe if more people buy the album and they see that it sells, maybe they'll get back together. Who knows? But until then, enjoy this track. This is Bad City with Do You Believe in Rock and Roll. Working in the city, life has got you dizzy. Wish that you were dying. If you don't like the town, you can burn it to the ground.
All right, kicking off the show here today, very properly, I may add. That was Bad City with Do You Believe in Rock and Roll from their 2010 release, Welcome to the Wasteland. Go check that out. A great gem of an album from this decade for sure. All right, the next track here, and this was actually one of the first songs I thought of when I was putting this list together. And it's from my favorite album by this guy. I think it really is. It's kind of tied with his second album. Uh, but this is from Lenny Kravitz's album called Circus. And this is the kickoff track. This is Rock and Roll is Dead.
All right, there you go from his 1995 release called Circus. That was Lenny Kravitz with Rock and Roll is Dead. Now, Lenny, of course, being, you know, he based his career on being a rock revivalist. So, you know, I, I don't believe that he actually thinks that rock is dead. I don't know, maybe now. But, uh, you know, back then, this album actually is probably one of the most conceptually based albums that he's put out. It's basically a slightly autobiographical, slightly fictitious tale about a rock star and the excesses he goes through in life, dealing with all sorts of things like the industry, drugs, religion, things such as that. So I think Circus is a really cool, interesting album that you may have missed when it came out, but I highly recommend you go check it out. Uh, For me, right there, neck and neck with the Mama Said album. And he's actually got a new record out this week called Strut, which I'm always curious as to what his albums are going to sound like. I'm kind of 50-50 with the stuff he's put out post-circus but you know i'm always interested to give him a shot and uh, so there you go and i also found out a fun fact while that track was playing when that song came out rock and roll is dead in 95 prince actually recorded an answer track called rock and roll is alive and it lives in minneapolis so he put that out as a b-side for the gold single so you know honestly i've never heard that so me being a big prince nerd obviously not nerdy enough but i definitely am going to go check that song out now Looking forward to Prince's two new records coming out pretty soon. So, hey, things to get excited about. All right, the next song here from another artist that emerged in the 90s. And I think along with Lenny Kravitz, another uh, handful of people, a small handful of people that really saved rock and roll for the 90s, in my opinion. guy named Marilyn Manson. I've played Marilyn on the show before quite a bit. I like the guy a lot. And uh, here's one of his songs dealing with the topic from uh, I, maybe his best overall album. It's really hard for me to pinpoint. I think he's made a lot of really good records, but I always keep going back to the Mechanical Animals record. Uh, you know, it's one of those albums where I, I thought the lead single was really weak compared to the rest of the album. You know, when they put the Dope Show out, I think people got the wrong idea of what kind of record this was. But yeah, who knows? I don't know. It was definitely a drug-induced album for sure. <laughs> But uh, here's a song. This actually was a single. Uh, So you've heard the studio album to death. And what I like to do here on Rock Strikes 10, let's play a version you might not have heard. So from his live album, The Last Tour on Earth, this is Marilyn Manson with Rock is Dead. Ladies and gentlemen, from the drug capital of the world, Hollywood, California, Omega and the Mechanical
All right, there you go. That was Marilyn Manson with Rock is Dead from the last tour on Earth record. I believe that came out in 1999, uh, but there weren't really a lot of great live albums in the 90s. I think that's one of the better ones for sure, along with uh, Blur's Live at the Budokan. Uh, but go check it out. I, I think it's cool. It's basically a really good like hits collection, and they sound good live in my opinion. So, uh, of course, the visual is there, but I think the music really does speak for itself on the last tour on Earth. All right, moving on to a band that actually Maryland commissioned to get back together with their classic lineup. I'm going to play something by Quiet Riot. This actually comes off of their self-titled album from 1978, back when Randy Rhodes was still in the band. And, uh, you know, I just this one just kind of popped out to me. So I figured, hey, I haven't played nearly enough Quiet Riot on the show for, for my liking. So this is Quiet Riot with Last Call for Rock and Roll.
All right, Quiet Riot there with the last call for rock and roll. If you go and look for that on the very hard-to-find 1978 album that really only came out in Japan widely, uh, it was actually the, the song Last Call for Rock and Roll is, is titled that on the Randy Rhodes Years compilation that Rhino put out about 20 years ago. But on the original album itself, it appears under the title Mama's Little Angels. So kind of weird that they changed the title for the comp release. But yeah, there you go. Just fun, nerdy facts for you that you can... You can get another podcast, but you can also get it here on Rock Strikes 10. Nerdy facts are definitely not an exclusive to Rock Strikes 10. All right, moving on here. This was another one of those songs I immediately thought of for this particular list. And uh, even uh, the, the guy that performed it used this as a way to retire on stage because this was the last song he was ever going to play, which proved to be true in a way, but... Uh, no one really knew at the time that David Bowie was actually just retiring the Ziggy Stardust character as opposed to the man David Bowie. So, uh, yeah, great, great, great publicity stunt, though, at the time. Uh, so here you go, the last track from the legendary five-star The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust record. This is David Bowie with Rock and Roll Suicide. takes a cigarette puts it in your mouth you pull on your finger then another finger then a cigarette the water wall is calling it lingers then you forget oh 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 you're a rock and roll suicide You're too old to lose it Too young to choose it And the clock waits so patiently on your song You walk past the cafe But you don't eat when you've lived too long Oh no, no, no You're a rock and roll suicide It breaks the snarling As you stumble across the road But the day breaks instead So you hurry home Don't let the sun blast your shadow Don't let the milk float rob your mind They're so natural Religiously unkind Oh no
Great stuff there from the iconic David Bowie under the banner of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. That was Rock and Roll Suicide off of that great record. That record is law. If you don't have it, you must own it. Go get it right now. Click and order it or run out to get it at a store. All right. Uh, You know, we're going to stay in Europe for a while here with this particular theme. We've definitely talked on these songs enough about rock and roll being dead or it's dying. And now it's time to bring it back from the dead. Uh, Like I said, as only the Europeans can, because by God, history will tell you that Europe completely brought rock and roll back uh, from the dead, really. I mean, if you go look back in the history of rock and roll, after the 50s, when we had completely just either gotten rid of uh, by way of either the law or just circumstance, you know, Elvis gets drafted, uh, Little Richard and Chuck Berry both run into some legal problems. I don't know about Little Richard. I know Chuck Berry did, for sure. Chuck Berry, uh, they got him supposedly sneaking a girl over the state line. You know, the Jerry Lee Lewis fiasco. And, of course, the, the day the music died. Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper. So, by the end of the 50s, rock and roll was pretty much dead for all intents and purposes. Radio stations reformatted out of rock and roll. Even had a record-breaking weekend where they broke their rock and roll records and went back to an easy listening format. The industry... Oh, once again, the industry uh, brought in the teen idols, Frankie Avalon and Dion and people like that. So, thank, thankfully, Europe had the wherewithal. They, they actually, it seemed like a lot of the teenagers were starting to embrace our old American blues records and then just rolled it through their guitars that they had just bought all their brand new guitars for, you know, 30 pounds or whatever. And started learning blues songs. And as they did that, they started to form bands where they basically would play R&B and blues. Which basically turned into the British invasion of rock and roll. So, thanks to our old records and Europe's wherewithal, rock and roll became a thing again. And, whew, I'm so glad it did. Thank you, Brits. And uh, that being said, I'm going to play a song about the death of rock and roll but also what they say i think it's a royalty thing you know keeping it with the european flavor the king is dead long live the king so of course this is the who with long live rock
All right, there you go. That was one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, The Who, with Long Live Rock. That song originally came out in 1974. Uh, Cut off of The Who's Next album, apparently, at some point. Uh, How much better would that record be with that song on there, for sure? I mean, you know, of course, Who's Next is already a five-star record, but, you know, the what-if factor is always interesting for me. Uh, Sticking with Europe, of course, and a band that just recently played a comeback show Uh, You know, and it's one of those things where, you know, for Electric Light Orchestra, the de facto leader, Jeff Lynn, uh, just played a show, uh, you know, under Jeff Lynn and ELO at Hyde Park. uh, And it's the first show that ELO have played under that moniker since 2000 or 2001, where they filmed that concert special for the Zoom tour, which I love that show. If you haven't seen that show, there's a DVD out for it. Go get it because they sound amazing on it. The... uh, uh, the Bissonette Brothers from the David Lee Roth solo band play bass and drums on that show, and just the band is just killing on on that thing. So go check that out. But also, the reunion show from Hyde Park that ELO just played literally about a week ago. You can find that on YouTube. It's pro shot HD quality. You know they they stream those Hyde Park shows out on the internet for the most part, and it looks and sounds great. I really, really, really hope that ELO do just one more world tour so I can actually see them live for the first time. Selfishly, yes, but they sound great and uh, just one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time. So, of course, they're back on the brain and I thought to play this song for this particular list. So here is Jeff Lynn and the boys, ELO, with Rock and Roll is King.
1983, that was Electric Light Orchestra with Rock and Roll is King. You can find that song originally on the album Secret Messages, a nice gem in the Yellows catalog. So go check that out. Also got the great Four Little Diamonds on there. So in my opinion, ELO doesn't have a bad record, so I think you should check all of it out. All right, and another one. Uh, you know, it's funny. I've played. I, I thought I played this band on the show more than I have, but it turns out I probably just played more, at, more or as many Michael Monroe songs as Hanoi Rocks songs. So let's fix that. I'm gonna play something by the great Hanoi Rocks off of their last studio album before the uh, second breakup of the band, which looks to be their last. But it, that that's cool. Monroe's still out there putting out great solo material, so I'll deal with it either way. Uh, But uh, a great way to go out. That Street Poetry record from 2007 is an awesome record, so you must go listen to that record. And uh, this is a great song off of it. Really inspires me. You know, it's real basic. The message is simple, but it just gives me chills for some reason. So here you go. This is Hanoi Rocks with This One's for Rock and Roll. Despite expectations 
sort of a callback to The Who earlier, but I never realized towards the end of that track just how much Michael Monroe sounds like Roger Daltrey on that song. So maybe it was intended, I don't know, but it just it makes me think of him. So there you go. That was Hanoi Rocks with This One's for Rock and Roll off of their Farewell 2007 record called Street Poetry. Like I said, continuing with the great Hanoi tradition, check out Michael Monroe's solo albums as well. And another guy that came from a great band and also now a great solo career, or who knows, I'm not sure where he's going at this point, but he does have a great box set coming out for his solo material. Talking about the iconic Ozzy Osbourne, and you got to play this song, of course. I'm just, and, and sadly, there's really no live version of this. I don't think he's ever performed this live. If I'm wrong, correct me on that, but I have never heard of him performing this song live. I hope I'm wrong about that, but uh, I finally recently scored the deluxe legacy version of Diary of a Madman by Ozzy, and I must say, this is an essential buy. you got to get this two-disc version uh, because, I mean, of course, you get the, once again, five-star Diary of a Madman record. Not a bad song on there. Some people even debate that it's better than Blizzard of Oz. I'm not sure about that. I think they're pretty neck and neck, but... Uh, to me, the true draw, of course, besides the fact that the original Bob Daisley, Lee Kerslake tracks are added back to the record after that 2002 re-recording fiasco. Uh, but So the original sound of the album is intact, but the bonus disc is a live album with the Blizzard of Oz band, of course, featuring Randy Rhodes and Rudy Sarzo and Tommy Aldridge. You get to hear another live album with Randy Rhodes on it. There's not a lot of recordings out there left. This might be it, actually. And it's definitely not just the tribute album from 87, just repackaged, because I can tell the performance is a little different. And it's raw. There's no Aussie double tracking on it. It's just it's just soundboard. But you, you got to check it out. It's just a snapshot of one of the great bands ever assembled. Uh, so get that Diary of a Madman legacy. And uh, here's something from that, of course. You know what I'm going to play. This is Ozzy with You Can't Kill Rock and Roll.
All right, there you go. Of course, Ozzy Osbourne uh, with You Can't Kill Rock and Roll from the Diary of a Madman record. Go check it out. You know, it's funny. I was looking at the liner notes here in the booklet for this Legacy Deluxe release, and uh, I noticed that they still don't credit Bob and Lee playing on the album at all. They were never credited on the original release as far as performers, even though they definitely played on the album. The, the They don't even give a credit to the actual album performance anymore, but I remember on the original CD they listed Rudy Sarzo and Tommy Aldridge, even though they, they didn't play a note on the record. They were just the touring band. But Oh, the controversy of the Blizzard of Oz band just still continues to this day. All right, last song here on the show. For those of you who know me pretty well, probably expect this coming from a mile away. But I'm going to close off with The Great Twisted Sister and from You Can't Kill Rock and Roll to You Can't Stop Rock and Roll. Turn this one up as loud as you can. The bass will kill you. It's great.
Closing off the show here today, one of the great sophomore album releases of all time, Twisted Sister and their title track from You Can't Stop Rock and Roll, 1982, 1983, somewhere around there. Uh, Just a great album. And I hope you enjoyed this show. Whether or not you believe that rock and roll is dead or alive, I hope you enjoyed the show regardless. I'm assuming that you're a rock fan and think that rock and roll is alive. If you do listen to a show called Rock Strikes 10. Uh, But who knows? What's your opinion on the industry? Where it's going? Where it's headed? What it did wrong? Boy, we could talk for days, couldn't we? Uh, But go to cnjradio.com, home of the show Rock Strikes 10, where you'll see the links to the Facebook, the Twitter, the email, joey at cnjradio.com. Also, while you're on cnjradio.com, check out all the other contributions to the website. The Synaptic featuring Randy Brown, a true alternative. Uh, Even though we haven't done a last theater on the left since some of the initial episodes, Chris has been really busy at posting uh, movie reviews uh, on the blog there, so go check it out if you're a movie guy. I think you'll quite enjoy it. Chris has a great opinion about movies. It locks in with me pretty well. Uh, And we'll be doing some more podcasts uh, with Last Theater on the left, schedules permitting. And we'll, of course, bring back the Wrestling House show at some point. That's the flagship show. We've got to do it. And I'm excited to get it going again. It's a lot of this is me, honestly. Just I, you know, not enough hours in the day, right? Uh, but I hope you enjoyed this show. Uh, stay subscribed. Please leave that review on iTunes, of course. Check out the Synaptic. Check out CNJRadio.com, and we'll see you on the next episode. Until then, have fun. Rock and roll. 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 R